Kia ora and welcome to my daily podcast. It goes out with my email newsletter via Substack. It's called The Kaka. I'm Bernard Hickey. Today I wanted to have a look at the National Party's infrastructure policy for election 2023, which came out yesterday. Essentially, it's a continuation of the 30-year-long strategy that both national and Labour-led governments have run for the last 30 years, which is to try to fund new infrastructure from someone else's balance sheet. So typically, pre-1984, the government, the Crown, the central government, would uh, use its own balance sheet, i.e. the ability to borrow, to fund uh, new uh, infrastructure. So it would be paid for by the central government, built by the Ministry of Works and uh, the various um, government departments, if you like, uh, the railways, the electricity department, um, the uh, post office, those sorts of things. And when someone built a house or built a road, typically it would be paid for by a combination of the central government and the local government. And whoever's buying the house wouldn't have to pay a development contribution or wouldn't have a targeted rate uh, to um, essentially pay for all of the new cost of the new infrastructure for the new house. And that meant that it was relatively cheap to buy houses, but it meant that the government's tax rates were higher and it had higher debt to GDP. Now, post uh, the 1984 reforms, both flavours of government have uh, tried to keep the size of government down and keep the taxes down. And one way to do that is to reduce your infrastructure investment. And that sort of made sense when your population was flat to maybe even falling, which was the view in the late 80s, early 90s. New Zealand was seen as an ageing population, relatively stable, and not in need of huge amounts of infrastructure investment. And that's been the strategy ever since. And if there was going to be any infrastructure uh, built, that it should be paid for uh, from the balance sheets of other people, be it home buyers, developers, or maybe even the public and private, the, the public uh, fund, funds management sector or the private sector. So rather than borrow money uh, on behalf of the government, the government would work with the private sector and the private sector would put up the money for the new motorway or the new hospital or the new school or whatever it was. And this is something that we've seen right around the developed world over the years, the development of public-private partnerships and in some places um, the ability for councils and governments to uh, create off-balance sheet vehicles which borrow in their own right and which essentially ensure that new infrastructure is paid for by those people doing things at the margins. The cost is not smeared across all taxpayers or all ratepayers. Because again, um, the aim with the government in this post uh, uh, Rogenomics, post post um, Ruthanasia, post uh, Reaganomics and post Thatcherism era is to reduce the size of government, to stop it from growing, to keep taxes low and to keep infrastructure investment low. That, of course, all makes sense, uh, assuming, of course, that your infrastructure doesn't decay and you have low population growth. 
both of which we have not had uh, in Aotearoa, certainly since the early 2000s. There wasn't enough investment to keep up with the the natural decay of these assets. The money invested was less than the depreciation counted for. And we had population growth over the last 20 years of 1.5% to 2%, not the less than 0.5% that various people had assumed when they were thinking about infrastructure investment. So we're in a point now where we have an infrastructure deficit of $100 billion from past migration and population growth, and another $100 billion um, assuming further population growth of about half a percent. Now, right now, uh, our population is growing at more than 2%, and consistently over a long period for the last 20 years, it's been growing 15 to 2%. So we're already well behind the curve, not just on what we should have invested, but what we're, in theory, going to invest in future. Now, there's various ways you can do this without having to use the Crown's balance sheet, i.e. to borrow vanilla-style uh, government debt from pension funds and banks and, and others. You can, for example, uh, uh, create off-balance sheet vehicles. Um, these are debt instruments, bonds, if you like, um, that are um, uh, linked to particular projects or assets. So it might be a water treatment plant. It might be a, uh, a bunch of pipes and roads connected to a development uh, councils can also use de development contributions to front load uh, the cost of infrastructure into the cost of a new home. Or uh, you could have value capture uh, um, targeted rates so that a council or a government could ensure that whoever benefited from a rezoning or the investment of particular infrastructure in an area actually gave up some of those capital gains to the government to help pay for it or the council. And uh, that's, those are the various ways that you can ensure that your own balance sheet is not used to pay for infrastructure. And we've been seeing quite a few of these suggestions and um, attempts over recent years to do it, uh, mostly not successful, some successful. So, for example, Crown Fibre um, Holdings, now Crown Infrastructure Partners, was successful in rolling out the um, ultra-fibre network uh, under the previous national government, although in retrospect, uh, part of the reason that was done relatively cheaply and quickly is that a lot of the contractors were uh, using um, migrant exploitation to do it. However, we certainly have a UFB network throughout the country that is performing better and was uh, didn't see a blowout in costs, and it's significantly better than, for example, the United States or Australia. So that's an achievement. However, the uh, attempts to use public-private partnerships for motorways and prisons have not worked, and the Infrastructure Funding and Financing Act, which was designed to, as a way to help foster these off-balance sheet vehicles so that councils could uh, um, find other people to pay for the infrastructure. And it was based on a model for a particular project in Auckland called Milldale. That has not worked. It's been in place for two years, and the only um, project that's actually used it is one in Tauranga for a relatively small amount, and only because the government was essentially in charge of the uh, 
Tauranga Council through commissioners. So um, this idea that you can um, fund infrastructure growth by not using your own balance sheet or using other tools such as congestion charges or um, public-private partnerships or targeted rates to fund off-balance sheet borrowing vehicles or uh, value capture targeted rates um, simply has not worked. And after 30 years, you'd think that uh, hammering away with exactly the same solutions with a few tweaks would be dropped. However, the National Party's infrastructure policy is pretty much that same um, not-on-my-balance-sheet approach. And um, the various measures put forward uh, include um, essentially the creation of a Crown Infrastructure Partners Coordination Vehicle, the dropping of an investment, uh, an infrastructure investment bank, and uh, the uh, aim of getting others to pay for this infrastructure. Hasn't worked before, and you'd have to say it won't work again. Uh, and uh, the combination of this, not on my balance sheet yet, the NOMBI, and the not in my backyard, the NIMBYs, is uh, the extension of the of a deep infrastructure deficit and yet more challenges to uh, our situation where we have a housing crisis, a climate crisis and a poverty crisis. So um, Labour have not done much different and uh, I don't see any prospect of that changing anytime soon when both major parties, the um, political and uh, economic thinkers and the senior parts of government are all wedded to this not-on-my-balance-sheet strategy. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was my daily email and podcast for Thursday the 8th of June. Ka kite anō.